Hey everyone, Josh here from the NYC Godcast, where we offer wacky wisdom weekly from God's Word. On today's episode, we're talking about friendship and just what a good friend can mean for your faith. So, stay tuned. Well, uh, today we are wrapping up our series on resetting relationships, and it's really been a challenging month, mm-hmm. um, one that I think all of us need in some way or another. Uh, welcome to the table again, Miguel. Um, Thank you for having me back. We've, we've, yeah, we are nice and cozy today, mm-hmm. but we're, we're grateful to have him with us. So this month we've looked at reasons for resetting relationships. We've mm-hmm. looked at pushing the reset button on relationships. Mm-hmm. We've looked at being a flaw-focused person in a relationship. And today we're going to take a look at um, farmyard friendship. Mm. You guys had one job. Boo. One job only. Oh. Let's try today we're going to take a look at farmyard friendship. <laughs> quack, quack, quack. Like an angry cow. Actually, I guess. But he was the angry cow? I think you were mistaken. He was a duck. He quacked. I quacked. (laughs) Not as fun as that was. Um, CJ, my button stopped. Anyhow, so so the first question for you guys is Mm -hmm. this. Uh, How would you guys define friendship? Mm. 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 Well, there's so many different levels to a friendship. So it's kind of hard to say exactly what a friendship is because you can have like a casual friend Mm -hmm. that's a friendship and then someone who's much closer, you wouldn't define those two relationships Mm -hmm. the same, but they're both friendships. I would define a friendship as something that is meeting a need in your life. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Like everyone's different in your life, you but it's me. Actually, I could just go home now. I'm not needed here. <laughs> <laughs> Any yeah, other thoughts? She did a good job. That's good. <laughs> good. Listen, you don't get a chair if you don't contribute. Uh, I don't know why she's here. <laughs> Sorry. She just gave two thumbs up. <laughs> it's sort of funny. She's here for Jamie's. Uh, yeah, I have to. Emotional support. Yeah. Yeah. You're her emotional support <laughs> dog. Yeah, you you, you mood, so you're a cow. My emotional oh, support cow. I give you a so, dog. So friendship, friendship is sort of one of those funny words that we all like know what it is, but we don't have to define it. You yeah. know those words yeah. that are just like mm-hmm. that in between. Mm-hmm. So there's something about friendship that's just, it's instinctive and it's natural to all of us. Mm-hmm. We all need it. Even if you're introverted, mm-hmm. you if you find the right people, you'll feel like you're, you two are the perfect example. We don't need to explain anymore. <laughs> We're not uh, introverts. Yeah, she is, and you find it with her, and she's fine. She's a normal person again. Uh, otherwise, she's... So sweet. <laughs> I mean that in the worst way possible. So, uh, so Juliet is four, and mm-hmm. she loves nothing more than to make friends. Like That's mm-hmm. like her favorite pastime, her favorite hobby mm-hmm. completely. If we go to the park or the playground or something guaranteed before we get out of the car, her first question is going to be, can I make a friend today? And in fact, it's gotten to an unhealthy level where me and mom have to say no. Like, because, <laughs> like, she just will befriend every tree and every squirrel and every person. Like, it's, it's gotten unhealthy. Uh, but that's always going to be her first question. Uh, she's she's going to ask, can I make a friend? And so there's this, there's this God-given natural need within all of us for friendship and for community. Mm-hmm. Like, it's totally yes. a biblical yep. thing. And yet, although all of us may need some form of friendship, the interesting thing is that we a lot of times misunderstand the point of a friendship, mm-hmm. right? So this week, as I was preparing for the podcast, I was I, I kind of chuckled, but I was kind of shocked at the same time at a discovery I made in the Bible about friendship. Uh, so we've talked many times before that 
about Greek about the Greek word in the New Testament. I think mm-hmm. I think you had the podcast last February on phileo ship. Mm-hmm. Was that you? Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've talked a lot about the New Testament word phileo and how it's you know brotherly love. We think of Philadelphia, um, and so it's this this brotherly love. So that's the New Testament word for friendship. In the Old Testament, in the Hebrew, they use the word reya. Can you guys say reya better Ray-a. than Ray-a. act as a farm animal. Could you? Can you say Ray? I actually would have pronounced that Ray. 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 That's if you're Jamaican man. (laughs) (laughs) And we're not. So, Raya uh, is the word for friend in the Old Testament. So, what is Raya? Well, the word gives the idea of a pasture or somewhere to graze or feed on. Is that odd to anybody else? That is how the Old Testament defines a friend, a pasture or a place to feed on. (laughs) That's uncomfortable. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Now nibbling among friends. (laughs) That's like saying you hang out at their house and graze on their food. Yeah, the fridge is your pasture. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Fair. Fair enough. So what is a friend? It's a person you graze or feed on, according to the Old Testament. Now, I don't know about you guys, but truth be told, I don't have a lot of needs for pastures in my life. Like, mm-hmm. I don't a lot of times get down on all fours and eat from the ground. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Not often. Oh. Um, yeah. I so don't it's happened. <laughs> it's <laughs> happened, but not often. Um, on my good days, I try not to do that anymore. <laughs> so it's not often, you, you know, you find me bent over grazing on grass in my spare time. And yet, if I were a sheep, suddenly pastures become pretty important stuff. Yep. Suddenly pastures or- sustain my life. They bring life to me, they provide protection and sustenance. They provide a place to lay down. They they provide refreshment and rejuvenation. Enter true friendship. That's what friendship is. Mm-hmm. So do you guys have an instance of a friend or someone that comes to mind who has been someone who has let you graze or feed off of their life? I need more clarification because you feel like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't eat people. Nope. <laughs> I don't know anyone like that. <laughs> I was thinking of King Nebuchadnezzar as you were talking about grace. <laughs> That's great. That's going deep. That's going deep. That lesson took a whole turn, didn't it? (laughs) That's funny. Uh, So, Kevin needs clarification. Well, I think, like, Like, yeah. So, to, for clarification. I like how you're okay. identifying Josh's... Yes. I expected nothing Do we, I just looked that way. That's not how this works. <laughs> and so, like, I, the way that I think that this would be seen as is, like, I go to her and she fills a need that I have. Does that make mm. sense? So, like, if I'm going through something, there's been several times in my life that um, I've had to go to her in, you know, happy times when you know, I want to be excited with it. But also I needed to go to her to have her slap me upside the head mm-hmm. <laughs> to tell me yeah. that I was wrong in something. Moments, I, like. <laughs> I, know, I know. Right. And so it's more of you get what you need. Yep. From her. Does yep. that make sense? From your friend. And I guess that's how I would take like for a sheep. What is a pasture for a sheep? Well, it's a place to exactly what you just said. It's a place that fulfills a need. Whether it's, you know, we think of verses like Psalms 23 makes me lie down in green mm-hmm. pastures. So a, a, a place of safety, a place I do of sleep on your couch a, lot. a place mm-hmm. of uh, where you can be rest and rejuvenated, a place mm-hmm. where you can uh, eat yes. or be refreshed. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that's what a friendship is supposed yes. to be is a, a person who brings all of those things to you. Um, does that help? Just, just not, yes. Yeah, I thought it would. Uh, so, <laughs> so, I mean, I'm sure I'm the only one who, like, I don't know, got this the wrong way. Guys, help me out here in the comments if you don't understand what he just said. <laughs> but anyway, so it's it's like someone, like, that, they're feeling a need. So you're, like, like a, a confident, like someone yeah. you can confide mm-hmm. in and mm-hmm. go to. And, yeah, okay. Yep. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. So do I'll you guys... buy that cheap. <laughs> So does anyone come to mind for you guys? Like, obviously you two are, let's make the rest of us. I've never seen this table. woman in my life. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I guess the, I guess the thing that, that kind of got me this week is 
that is according to the Old Testament, that is biblical friendship. Like yeah. that is literally what the, their word, when they would call each other Araya, they would call each other a pasture or a place to graze on awkwardly. You are a plot of land. <laughs> you are. You are a fluffy green plot of field is what yeah, you are. Come no. and I, That's going to um, be on your next card. Yeah, homework card. <laughs> but, but in my life, like I have a lot of friends, but like, and I, I feel like I hopefully am a friend to mm-hmm. a lot of people, but like, am I that? Am I providing a need? Mm-hmm. Like you said, am I actually bringing something to their life they wouldn't have elsewise? Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I was convicted by that. Maybe, maybe it was. I, I think, well, I guess uh, let me explain the reason why I'm here, right? <laughs> 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 this series uh, really spoke to me. And I've, I mean, I've never asked you, hey, can I be on the podcast, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But this one really spoke to me mainly because when we think about relationships, you know, you think about, you know, who am I going to marry or who am I going right. to But friendship was the first thing that came to my mind. Yeah. Yeah. And as someone who has ruined many friendships just because of my of who I am, when I gave my life to Christ, I found myself now being in a place where I really wanted a friend. Mm-hmm. And I was uh, a man, both Amanda and I were, were, were looking for a friend. But because I was raised in this in this world, the things that I was looking for in a friend was not what God gave me. Right. Yes. Right. You know, I was seeking someone that I would have common interest yeah. things. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. But right. that's what I was seeking for. Yep. What I could get out of a friendship. Yep. Yep. Not something, right. you know, someone that I that I would need. It's, I was looking for wants. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I was I, we were praying, both Amanda and I for is I'm gonna make us sound sad, right? But we were looking for friends, right? We were looking for friends and it's not like we didn't have yeah. people that loved us. Yeah. But we moved back here to the state of Ohio and all the friends that we had either had busy lives, they had gotten married, you know, mm-hmm. and, and now we were at a point where it's like, you know, we're, even though we have each other, we need more. Right. Yes. So as right. introvert, introvert as I am, I was looking for someone yep. that I could be a friend with. Yep. yep. And so long story short, we began coming here to Sand Hill. And even though we were part of God's family, we still felt alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's something that we were praying for. Yeah. Like, Lord, we need friends. <clears throat> and so, the Lord placed in my life someone that outside, which is the most important thing, but outside of, of Jesus Christ and outside of the fact that we have, you know, a similar family structure, we mm-hmm. both have, a, you know, a child that was born around the same time. We are as different as night and day. Mm-hmm. We don't have the same interest. Mm-hmm. We don't even, you know, like the same things. Mm-hmm. But I find that this person feels a need yeah. in me yeah. because the yeah. first thing that that is there is our our the the main thing that's common is yep. Jesus Christ. Yep. Yes. You yep. know what I mean? Yeah, and, absolutely. And so I forgot your question. <laughs> I forgot your question. Well, you, I think you answered it. Do you yeah. have someone who is that? Like, and I, I, I mean, that's exactly what you're saying. Short, long story short. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess this is kind of where we're at. So we've talked about, we've talked about marriage some this month. Um, we've mm-hmm. talked about parents. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the first episode we had yep. several kinds of relationships. Um, Jamie was kind of a blanket statement on relationships. Yeah. But we haven't really talked about friendship. Mm-hmm. And ironically, I guess this is my, my purview. For myself and even looking like now at Juliet making all these friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, friendship is almost one of those that we almost can take out, to, out of the Bible. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like marriage, yes, we should we should seek a godly spouse. Our parents be nice if they were godly. Like we see that in the Bible. Uh, fingers crossed. You know, we we hope. Yeah. But then friendship, just like that. Well, that's my choice. Like I just. Does, yeah. Am I the only one who kind of sees that? I think that? you see it as a worldly and thing. Just like Miguel said, yeah. like yeah. you look for once, yeah. you look for common interest. But yet, really, biblically, there's a lot of precedent left for 
biblical uh, resetting of a relationship when it comes to a friend and mm -hmm. what to look for and what to provide for them as a friend. And so that's kind of what we're talking about here. So if I want to be a friend to someone in a biblical sense, then I need to provide for, I need to support and even enhance those I'm friends with by giving of myself to them. Mm -hmm. And so like a field of grass, my loss is their gain. Do we get that? Like if you eat pasture, the pasture loses mm -hmm. and the sheep gets fat. <laughs> so that's, yeah. that's the imagery here we have. And so my loss is their gain. Mm -hmm. So by taking of my life, my friend is able to improve their life. This is mm -hmm. friendship. Uh, came to mind, and I didn't actually write about it, but it came to mind, David and Jonathan. That's, what that's exactly yeah. what mm -hmm. we see there. Like if you look at Jonathan was next in line for the throne. He was the king's son. He had everything going for him and he gave of his life out of a love for his mm -hmm. friend David to build up his life. That's exactly. And so Dave, Jonathan was certainly a pasture, a Rhea to David. Mm -hmm. And so uh, by my friends, uh, leaves fed and fulfilled by my influence. And it's not just like, you know, on a really, really, really good day when I'm really, really, you know, giving it all I've got and trying my hardest, then I really will prove to my friend how much I care and I'll give of myself to them. A pasture lives to be grazed upon. Mm -hmm. That's their reason for existence. It's not right. like on a really good day, a pasture is like, boop, grass, eat me. Yeah. Like <laughs> that's literally what it lives to be. It lives to be fed upon. And so uh, this is the purpose is the reason for its existence. Mm -hmm. And yet we're not talking about just giving your friends money. Sorry. We're not talking about giving them nuggets, more no, applicable like, to YouTube. Like, or, or like, I asked her what she wants from McDonald's before I yeah, come right? over. We're not talking about money. We're not talking about nuggets. We're not talking about video game cheat codes. Like, if that's even a thing anymore, I may have just dated myself. Do they still use those? I don't know. Do you, can least... you cheat in games? That used anymore? to be a thing in the 90s. But... You can? Okay. Our, our resident nerd is confirming. <laughs> Clarified from yeah. the expert. Uh, but that's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about giving to your friends those type of things. A pasture lives to be grazed upon, and they give a friend what the Bible reckons as a friendship. So mm -hmm. this is what Jesus says. Henceforth, this is John 15, 15. Henceforth, I call you not servants, for servants knoweth not what his Lord doeth. Mm -hmm. But I have called you friends for all things that I've heard of my father, I've made known unto you. And so the disciples at one time, they were considered servants. They were not friends of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Ouch. I uh, heard this one time we thought we had something going on. He's like, now you're a servant. And now he's like, oh, wait, but now Jesus calls them friends. So what made the difference? Jesus was now making known. He was expressing. He was pointing towards God's will for their lives. Mm -hmm. That was the linchpin. That was the difference between servant and friend. And so we're obviously, we're not Jesus. Mm -mm. Nope. Get that out there. Nope. Right. We're not Jesus. Uh, but we are in a similar way to be a friend in the way that Jesus was a friend to the disciples. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And so as a friend, we should be leading and encouraging and provoking and promoting the will and the ways of God to our friends for their betterment, mm -hmm. even if that means at our own expense. Mm -hmm. uh, we should be supporting them in their scripture reading. We should be prompting them in their prayer time. We should be letting them graze of us as they grow in God. Mm -hmm. We should be their cheerleader in the corner of their Christianity. And so a question for you guys is this, in what ways have you guys had a friend spiritually challenge or check up on you? I need more clarification. <laughs> you used that one already. <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> um, in what ways? Um, that's really a good question because I feel as though um, like when when you're a Christian, you make, well, not say you make other you you make other friends who aren't Christians like, but your closest friends, mm 
okay, are Christians, mm-hmm. right? So just in like daily conversation with them, mm-hmm. that's them checking up on you. You, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I don't think like out in the world you can have like a meaningless conversation with mm-hmm. a friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, hey, see the Indian jazz gonna rain at three o'clock. Okay, gotta go to work. You know what I mean? It's yeah. it's like nothing was really exchanged there. But I feel as though uh Christian friendships are different because there's like a, a um genuine concern for each other. You, you, you know what I mean? Like like in society, like I always joke about this. They you know, like like, hey, how you doing today? I'm here, and I always say, I didn't ask you where were you, how are you? Like I'm <laughs> I'm legitimately asking you. You know what I mean? So, out in the world, like people are like, hey, how are you? And then and then the train response is, I'm good. How are you? Right. Like it's never like, hey, how are you? Well, let me tell you about you know yeah, what I mean. Like yeah. the, the person doesn't really care. Like they they yeah. were hoping you would say, right. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But in a Christian friendship. I feel as though when someone says, how are you, mm-hmm. they're genuinely concerned right, right, yeah. about how are you. So yeah. that's the, no, I agree. you know, the, the the checkup on you. I think it kind of brings up the point that can we can we admit at the table that it's a little uncomfortable? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if you guys. So so maybe the question should have been, who have you spiritually mm-hmm. challenged and checked up on? Yeah. Maybe that's a better question. And if, yeah. the, if the answer is still the same silence I'm getting now, that tells us. And it was beautiful. Uh, <laughs> but it kind of tells us like we're not really being a biblical yeah. friend per se. Yeah. I agree with what you said. Mm-hmm. In conversation, I agree. We do we do show a care that you don't get out there. And mm-hmm. even like Miguel said, there's a there's a foundation starting point that you don't get out there. Mm-hmm. But I, I guess what I'm getting at is I feel like we don't we don't ask each other, how are you doing in your Bible reading? We don't, mm-hmm. how's your prayer life doing? How, what burdens are you struggling with? Like we don't, those are kind of like things. Accountability. Yeah, yeah, accountability and just like I'm I'm in this with you. I'm here to I'm here to for you to grease on. Mm-hmm. Like I'm here to support you and better you. Um, like that's something that's kind of missing, I guess. I go ahead. Yeah, you're good, you're good. I have an example of this. So I consider Kevin uh, a, a dear friend, and not you, not you, Kevin. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, so um, a lot of the times, you know, we try to. You ask a question, how have you been? But I remember a very specific time. I, I put my foot in my mouth a lot. This like, <laughs> is natural to be there. So I put my foot in my mouth all the time. And sometimes I don't even do it will like on purpose. It's just I hate silence as we were talking about. <laughs> so sometimes I will make a comment. Yeah. And so later I, I kind of feel bad. Um, but there was a situation where I did. I put my foot in my mouth. And then Kevin uh, said, hey, I need to talk to you. Mm-hmm. And here I don't know if I was hyping myself up more than I should be, but I'm thinking he's going to ask me for advice on something, right? I'm about to help my friend out because I am, I don't know, I just felt like he was going to ask me for advice. And he pulled me to the side and he he challenged me. He said, hey, this was not a Christian way of doing this. And in that moment, I knew that he cared about me. I knew that he cared about me to the point where he challenged me on this. And, um, you know, I apologize to him for not acting like a Christian should yeah. be, but I appreciated him. Yeah. I didn't feel good. No. And in the flesh, I wanted to tell him off. Cut your foot in his mouth. But I really appreciate yeah. it. And that showed me how much he cared and, about it. And me. I guess that's kind of my point is that is biblical friendship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we have more of a secular take mm-hmm. on friendship that's not necessarily laid out in the Bible. Like that... It's not comfortable, but that shows care yeah. and that shows that what was he doing? He was providing for you in a need, not a need that you wanted to admit you had, but he was mm-hmm. providing there. Yeah. And but so, I, so 
re- reflecting back on that moment, what, what I think about it, I think that what we we trip over is is that like we'll see a Christian friend do or say something, and we're like, "Ooh, they shouldn't have did that." Yeah. I hope they can figure that out. You know what I mean? <laughs> Right, yeah. We don't want to like go up to them and say, "Hey," you know what I mean? Because we don't want a. We don't want them to go, "Oh, well, let me tell you about you." Right. You know, like mm-hmm. we don't want that as the retaliation. But also, like we don't want them to like, like we value the friendship and and our limited understanding of things. We're like, man, if I correct them. They will still be my friend, but they'll be different around mm-hmm. me. Like they'll be guarded around me because I called them out on something. Yeah. So they're not going to be their natural yeah. self, yeah. Yep. If, if that makes sense. Yep. I think know? a lot of times. So I don't know about like the other people that grew up in the same like you, Josh and Rachel, you guys, um, you, Josh and Rachel, who's the you, you me, <laughs> <laughs> it's me. That identity crisis in again. The third Here we go again. Um, no, but so like growing up, I almost felt like talking about your prayer life and your Bible reading was almost like a, like you didn't talk about that. Mm-hmm. Like it was like, it was almost too personal of a question. Yeah. Like you're judging them if you ask them. Right. And I feel like that was like the stigma for right. a really long time. So I think that it took even me into an adulthood yeah. to be able to now me and Rachel, like if we're talking, we'll be like, I really struggled with this podcast. Like I, yeah. I, I, you know, I struggled with this and I struggled with being able to, um, take the time this week yeah. to pray to study like you know what I mean like and so we'll have those types of conversations but it takes that learn relearning that it's okay to talk about those right. things so 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 follow me in this mm-hmm. if a so we're christians and our friendships should be christian friendships mm-hmm. built upon the commonality of christ mm-hmm. as miguel said so imagine you know we get to heaven and that friendship is no longer like we're no longer down here we're up there do you realize there's not going to be anything left if your whole friendship has been built on secular worldly yep. things? That's all burned burn away. All of the things you had, all the sports teams you liked together, mm-hmm. gone. Mm-hmm. You won't remember those anymore. All of the fishing trips you went on together, mm-hmm. that will be out of your memory. When you get to heaven, all that will be left is your spiritual life. And so mm-hmm. if you had a friendship built upon spiritual things, those will still exist up there. Does yeah. that make sense? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I I guess that's what I'm trying to get across. I'm with Jamie. Like, it's just this stigma about bringing mm-hmm. these things up. Like even not just friendships. I mean, even, you know, uh, family yep. and, and, and in spousal, like in every way, it's just an awkward, unspoken thing. Mm-hmm. And yet that's what our life is supposed to be built upon. Mm-hmm. And really, as, as Miguel and Kevin showed us, that's really how we show we care. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily saying things but really genuinely mm-hmm. doing the difficult things and so the truth is that you cannot hate someone and let them graze from you yeah do you get right. that like yeah. you can't hate yeah. someone and let them graze from you yeah. if you can barely tolerate a person you're not going to let them feed off of your life yeah and I so think, no. so <clears throat> excuse me so what it is is again like my mind always goes to like spiritual warfare and like satan is like you know at the back front door and peeping through the window but it's like he's everywhere he's everywhere we are in america particularly because i've only lived in america i can speak of this but we only discuss our prayer lives and things like that in church settings yeah. okay yeah. in church Bible study, Sunday school, okay? And though, like, you know, like like you two can hang out together and go to the mall or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, you girls do. I don't think that's it. <laughs> 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 Introvert. 
<laughs> you guys walk around the block together. Like that's still outside. <laughs> we walk around the, the kitchen table. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> but like the, the things you talk about are probably you know um, you know you're, you're newly a mother, so you may be mm-hmm. picking her brain for advice. Yep. You, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it, it's those things, but like. In that setting, but then again, if you're at church, you know what I mean, the conversation is probably different. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you know what I mean? Like, what are you struggling with this week? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But it, it's not like if you're, I don't know, sitting on the couch because you guys don't go, you guys are a poor example. Okay. <laughs> so, horrible <laughs> friendship. Horrible. We, we go to Cedar Point sometimes. <laughs> not now. <laughs> but, so, like, at Cedar Point, even, like, does your prayer life and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, come up? Like, you're talking about, again, kids, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Or what's going yeah. on in your lives. So I will say that the like that hasn't always been a thing. Like we haven't always had that kind of a conversation growing up, just mm-hmm. simply because it wasn't talked about. But as adults, we do tend to have more conversations like that, and especially being more involved in the podcast and yeah. camp in like different things that because those are things that we're actively working well, it's on. So much our lives. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah, else. that's exactly yeah. what I was going to say. Right. Was I think that the more the more spiritual. T- the more a spiritual reality takes over your life, the less there is room for secular things. Yeah. And, and right. so I was going to say, Rachel, like, I'm not Jamie. <laughs> but <laughs> Rachel's, all, me and Rachel have always been close. We grew up together in the same house. Uh, I pushed her over They're one siblings. good place. But besides <laughs> that, <laughs> me and Rachel's always been one of my best friends, and she still is. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, you can ask her, like, whether we're in the church pew or whether we're at her house Probably not my house, uh, but or whether <laughs> we don't get invited. anywhere me and Rachel talk, our conversation is going to be the exact same. Yeah, it's and it's probably going to be about church and Christianity, and it's yeah. not because we're super spiritual. It's that that is our lives. Mm-hmm. We've both kind of dedicated our lives to the work of the Lord, and so that's what we that's that's kind of the base of our friendship. Yeah, and that's kind of to the point. Is it wrong to have hobbies and, and no. sports and things? No, but again, a true friend mm-hmm. is encouraging in biblical matters, and like Jesus said. What changed from servant to friendship? Well, it was when he made known the will of the Father in their lives. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know. May that be a challenge to each of us to just mm-hmm. to encourage that in each other mm-hmm. um, and to bring that up. And again, so so as we were saying, you have to do this out of love. Yep. Um, I think there can be a manufactured version of this that's yes. unhealthy oh, yeah. and harmful. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but if you do it out of love, it will be Jesus providing for them through you yep. in a friendship. Um, and so... Um, so what would it look like for each of us to live to feed our friends? What if every relationship we made it our mission to improve and support and refresh those around us? What if we valued our friends more than ourselves? What if mm-hmm. as the world looked upon us, it was our Bible knowledge, it, it was not our Bible knowledge, it wasn't our dress code, it wasn't our mm-hmm. pro stance or our anti stance that uh, drew their attention. Mm-hmm. But what if the world looked at us and they knew that we were Christians, how? Because of our love. Mm-hmm. That's what Jesus says in John 13, 35. It never ceases to amaze me that that's how Jesus says you'll be known. The world will know you by your love for one another. And yet in Christianity, love for one another is exactly what we've put on, we've gotten rid of. And so Jesus says that should be what defines you guys. So Yeah, yeah that that's a, that's a great point. I don't know why it becomes so talkative lately. But like the last five minutes, I feel like I have a lot to say. <laughs> But like, like that's a great example of what you just said. So if we, but then again, like we are, I don't know, conditioned and confined to keep that in certain settings. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? Um, like, can we go to work tomorrow? You know what I mean? And talk to someone 
about their faith. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's like because like I've I've come to like like this this past week and talking to people like. I'm like digging in and I'm like, okay, like I need to talk to this person about God. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I'm like, you know, hey, uh, and like my thought is based on the way they're acting and everything, this is going to be like a tough one. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And it's like, hey, do you believe in God? And they're like, well, yeah, I believe in God. And then like the whole conversation, and I'm like, oh, that wasn't as. So maybe, so maybe this is a lot more of a problem than what I thought. Uh, maybe this isn't just a friendship problem. Maybe this is just a we're more worldly beings than we are spiritual beings. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, Brother Miguel's our resident um, evangelistic experinado. I don't know. I just made it up off the top of my head. It was awful. That was good. Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't know, know if experinado I'm going to call you that you for now. You mean aficionado? On your business card. Put in the back of the three circles. But what I was thinking was, you know, like Kevin said, we do very much, it's okay to talk to Rachel about God, but I'm not going to talk to the lady in the drive-thru at McDonald's about God because... She got my order wrong. But... But then I was thinking about John, like, so Jesus walks up to a random woman at a well and, and just starts telling her, yeah. you got husbands you shouldn't. And you got, <laughs> like, just, he was not padding the conversation. And like, you see this over and over and over. Like, he was not, he was so willing to have the difficult conversations. And he's our model. Like, he's who, a Christian is a Christ-like person. <laughs> and so is it, you know in the context of friendship, we're not willing, but, or is it that we're just not willing to do the difficult thing to follow his example, to, uh, put ourselves out there because we're more worried about how we look in a worldly sense Mm -hmm. than a heavenly sense. I was, I was, um, recently watching, uh, some, uh, sports thing with that. And one guy was saying about how athletes today, the coaches don't have those hard conversations with them they like pamper them Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so in relation to this it's like to the rest of the world we need to have those hard conversations like because by pampering them we're kind of doing exactly what we're not supposed to do like like we're doing exactly we're we're like god said go you know what i mean like okay we're gonna go but you know, when we, when we get there, we know what to do. Yeah, yeah. You, you know what yeah. I mean? But just the, you know, it, it's a it's a tough conversation. But I think it's tough because we make it tough. You know what I mean? I feel as though if you invite someone to church and then they show up, they're like, okay, I got you. Like on my home turf, <laughs> yep. we can talk about this. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Get them. <laughs> so, they got husbands. You should. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like if you like anywhere, you know, like on, on break at work, you know what I'm mean? like. Like that's where we're called out to go. We're not sent here to like okay, gather everyone in the church yeah. Yeah. and then tell them about Jesus. Yeah. We're told to go, yeah. and no matter where you are, mm-hmm. you know, you should be that yep. person. So the thing is, is that, and it, it stings to think about it. But you either there's only two scenarios why you're not doing this. You either think it's not that important, that Jesus isn't that big of a deal, that God isn't a big deal, or you are willing to let somebody die in hell. Which is the most unloving thing yeah. anyone can ever do. Yeah. Yeah. So and neither is a great only, option. Like yeah, that's no. lose lose. Like it's either, oh, like Christianity isn't that big of a deal, yeah. or you're just willing to let that person yeah. die and go to hell. Yeah. So the thing about it is like God 
you know, has a plan for life as we learned. Okay. So that person that you're not talking to, like God literally like was like, okay, so Jamie, I need you to connect with that person. Mm -hmm. And like, you're talking to him and God's like, yeah. Hello. <laughs> I'm the one who sent you here. <laughs> exactly. Like I, you know, I set up this meeting, yeah. Jamie. You're supposed well, to. I apply be... that to to. Or oh, is it John? Ten, is it John? I'm getting my numbers mixed up. I think it's John ten, where the woman with the will. It's either four or ten. I get that. Four. four. I think it's four. four. Okay. Yeah. Four before ten. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I always get those two mixed up. Ten is life more abundantly. Yeah. Four is woman at the well. So imagine that though. Jesus goes to the well. This woman shows up, and he was sent there for that conversation. And he starts talking about the weather. Yeah. yeah. He starts talking about like his favorite sports team. Do you ever think that you walk, like you walk up to it and God's just like now he's going to do it? Oh, oh, wait. Maybe he's going to bring it. Nope. He didn't bring it back around. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I have a feeling you make God do this a lot. <laughs> but like, so a lot of times we don't even. I know. So you invite me and Miguel to the same thing. But so like a lot of times, like we don't even realize it until after the fact. You know what I mean? It's like the person's got in their car and drove away, mm -hmm. and we're like, oh. God, that was the oh, you know, <laughs> I'll, talk, yeah. here. I'll talk to him next time. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And no, you don't. There's this uh, poem that really stood out to me. It stood out to me to me that I forgot like word for word what it said. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but no, but it really stood out to me because it, it was it was a neighbor talking. It was a poem. It was a neighbor talking to his neighbor, mm -hmm. and he said, "You you told me that you loved me. You told me that you cared mm -hmm. about me. You know, we lived our whole life together, but now I'm here before." God, yep. mm -hmm. and you never told me yeah. about him. Yeah. Yep. And that really stood out to me to the point where it was, and I still struggle with this, mm -hmm. where, you know, I'll say hi to my neighbor, but yeah. it's like, well, when do I share the gospel yep. with him? Yep. Yep. And as you call me the evangelist, uh, evangelistic aficionado. Aficionado, right? I think I actually said experienado, which you is experienado. Experienado, yeah. It's still uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's not supposed to be comfortable. Yeah. And I tell this, you know, to the people that I, that I share with, if you're, if you're waiting to be comfortable before you share the gospel, you're going to be waiting for a yeah, long time. Yeah. You can be confident in the message because yes. it's not your message, right. but you shouldn't wait to be comfortable. Yep. Otherwise, you're just going to yeah. be twiddling your thumbs. I think it's, um, it, it is circulated around several years ago, but uh, Penn from Penn and Teller. I remember mm -hmm. Gillette, is that his mm -hmm. last name? Penn Gillette? I might have just made that up. I know his last name is in Teller. Teller. <laughs> uh, you know who I'm talking about, yes. though. Did you see the video? It circulated several years ago. Uh, he did a mm -hmm. selfie video. And he's a he's an atheist, mm -hmm. but yeah. he basically was saying, if you believe God is real and if you believe heaven is a real place and if you believe I'm going to die and go there, the most unloving thing you could ever, ever do is not tell me that. Mm -hmm. And like Christians were sharing this galore because it's very convicting. Yeah. And, and yet that's exactly the truth. Yeah. How much do you have to hate someone not to tell them that? Yeah. And it's the same in the Christian life. How much do you have to hate someone you're supposed to be friends with to not check on what matters most, their yeah. soul? How is your soul doing? Yeah. Because we don't want to be labeled as that radical Christian, that that, that or crazy... as the Bible calls them, Christian. Actually, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, like right. radical, and then that right, just yeah. one type. But we don't want to be related to because our flesh is telling us, like, if you talk about Jesus, they're not going to invite you yeah. to the. You, you yeah. know, like that. That's what our flesh. Like, our flesh like, no, 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 don't let that out. You know what I mean? They so, make really good appetizers. We want to get invited. <laughs> exactly. So you know and. Back to relationships, you know what I mean? So, I mean, you guys are all married and been out of the game for years. But, uh, for sure. We're so old, guys. <laughs> and I'm the oldest one here. But, no, but, like, even, like, I, I you know, see this is, is that, like, you know, someone meets someone and they're interested in them. You know what I mean? And if you're a Christian and you meet someone 
and you like, oh, they that might be the that's the next conversation you need yeah. to have. Yeah. Okay. And but yet it's like kind of shoved aside until like they're talking about marriage and then yeah. it comes up. Oh. Like <laughs> you don't believe in God. Yeah. That may be a problem. Exactly. I like we joke, but do we realize how common that is? Yeah. So we were supposed to talk about being unequally yoked. I realized about two sentences in that this is the wrong uh, script. Uh, but on the other <laughs> script that we're not using, we were going to talk about being unequally yoked. I think they told you this about the title. <laughs> I know. I am fixed called. Um, but so the Bible says to not be unequally yoked with an unbeliever. It goes on to say, you know, what does Christ have to do with Beelzebub? And, and what does um, non-believers have to do with light with darkness and all the opposites? What do they have to do with one another? And so uh, the point is not to be unequally yoked. So that actually, uh, it ties back to the book of Leviticus where they say, don't put a, a donkey and an ox in the same you know wooden yoke to pull mm-hmm. farm equipment. Why? Well, because if you know anything about those two animals, they don't work well together. Yeah. They have opposite mindsets, opposite ways of doing things, opposite mm-hmm. attitudes. They will not work together. It will They'll never accomplish the work. And so God says in the word, don't do that for yourselves. Don't put yourself in a yeah. yoke with a with a donkey. Uh, don't do it yeah. with the docks. He didn't use the uh, King James version. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, so a lot of times we 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 put that in a dating con you know context right, yes. or marriage context yes. and absolutely that's where it applies i think that's even contextually where it is is he's talking yep. about marriage and then mm-hmm. it goes into that mm-hmm. but what i'd like to challenge is kind of like miguel said in his testimony that should apply to your friendships yeah. that right. should really apply to every relationship endeavor you have mm-hmm. consider who you're yoked with mm-hmm. because what's going to happen so a friendship biblically in the old testament is someone who provides to someone else mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so what happens when you're trying to provide for them what they need spiritually but they're a non-believer do you see how that's complete mm-hmm. setup for failure? <laughs> but you can't provide what they need. It's like it's like if you were to put a lion in a field of grass and tell him to go eat. You're of no benefit to him. Mm-hmm. He does not want what you have to offer. He does not want what you're trying to mm-hmm. provide. Okay, I noticed but... that you looked at Kevin as a lion and me as a donkey. <laughs> yeah. You noticed that? <laughs> I thought you couldn't see that. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> but like, uh, but also like, like don't yes. take. <laughs> Don't take what Jess is saying wrong because uh, but he's right. But also by that same token is is that like if you come across a non-believer, mm-hmm. okay, you should still love them yep. and Absolutely. still give them the word. I think where we get it twisted often is is that we're like, oh, a non-believer. I must go save them. Right. And and turn them to Christ. I'm going to change their heart. And because we can't do that, we're setting ourselves up for failure because God is the one who does it. All we're asked to do is like, hey, you know, in, in, in short terms, like, hey, let me tell you about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Okay. And whether they re- what, their reaction to what you tell them mm-hmm. is totally has nothing to do with you, but you did your part mm-hmm. by telling them. Yeah. You know, yeah. so don't think that just because you're a lion and someone's a donkey that you shouldn't. <laughs> I tried to say it with a straight face. So I think that where the real problem lies is that you're trying to be in their pasture. Right. 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 So, yeah. So very, when you very like, wisely spoken. Yeah. Uh, owl. Ooh. 
<laughs> you. <laughs> oh, you. No, so I think that's the thing is like you're going to their pasture and you're trying to feed off of them yeah. and they're not going to fulfill. You're yeah. going to nibble and be like this. I mean, I like being here, but it's not really helping yeah. me. You know what right. I mean? And yeah. yet what usually happens is we eat and we're like, oh, it's not bad. Oh, yeah. And then eventually yeah. they overtake us yes. in a very ungodly negative way. And that's what the yes. Bible's warning against is. Mm-hmm. It never, ever goes the other way. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> never, ever. I mean, even growing up, Rachel can test this. How many people get into those relationships mm-hmm. and they're like, yeah, but I'll be the one time it works. Yeah, I'll no. be the one time that. No, God because knows we what can't he's talking do it, about. Like, like, yeah. like, 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 that's the thing. Like, we can't. Like, in a friendship, relationship, marriage, whatever, any kind of ship you're in, mm-hmm. it is your responsibility to tell them yes. about God, right. Christ. That's your responsibility. And that is it. Okay, how they receive it, how they respond to it and what happens after that, you know, you can pray for them and everything, but you can't like stay in their pasture. You kind of have to go back to your pasture and hopefully, you know, one day while you're grazing or if you're a lion, you're eating like some type of, I don't know, deer, you know, and they come over and join you and you're like, hey, we're just going all kinds of... You know, so like so they come into your pasture and you're like, hey. So I think what is the where we kind of lack in uh, maybe in just in the Western world or the world in general is that love has nothing to do with friendship right. necessarily. So I can like so I have a relationship with Rachel. This is mm-hmm. like my friendship. This is my accountability. This is my person I go to. That does not mean that my prior coworkers, my whatever, those people I don't have relationships with. Right. I love them, right. but I'm not going to them there's for what no, I'm going there's to There's no for. common skin in the game. Yes. There's no there's no pasture grazing among each other. Yes. Right. Though, we're, though we're cordial, though yes. I love them and I truly desire yeah. the best for them, yeah. I'm not giving them my pastures and I'm not eating their yes. pastures. Because like Jesus didn't know that woman. Well, she, he knew the woman. Yeah. But like from, he wasn't his friend. Right. But, but he, he loved, loved her, her. Yeah. to, to yeah. the point where he was like, you need to yeah. be better. You need yeah. to you need to come follow me. Like, you know what I mean? And so I think that's where we get misplaced is that yeah. we assume that you have to to love someone. You have to have a relationship necessarily yeah. like that. And it's you don't. Yeah. You can go and be who you're supposed to be through Christ in their lives, but not bank on them for the things that you're getting through your Christian right. friends. Right. And so this is why this topic of relationships really spoke out to me and as, as i was listening to the different conversations the marriage and you know the as i was listening to the one thing that came to my mind is there's going to be a lot of uh i don't know if, if uh, it's for the youth right but you're going to be going into a new school you're going to be going into say college or you're going to be going off and you're going to need a friend whether you're an introvert or not i think mm-hmm. we made it pretty clear that everybody needs a friend. Somebody, yeah. Every we weren't created to be alone. As much as we like to be alone, we were not created for that, right? So as you're looking for someone, right? As you're praying, hopefully you're bringing it to the Lord. Lord, play someone in life. And that was me, right? But the thing that I was searching for is someone that I had things in common with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the Lord showed me that what I should be looking for is that Christ was in common. Right. And so this is what I noticed in a pattern of, of, of friends that I have created, right? Uh, that the material things, there's nothing wrong with those things, mm-hmm. right? But it always comes back to Christ. Right. Yes. And me and Amanda were having this conversation. Let's just say um, this, uh, our, our best friends, right? If they stopped attending church, like mm-hmm. if they'd say they say um, they completely left the faith, abandoned mm-hmm. the faith, it would be really hard for sure. us to continue to be friends, yeah. not because we don't love them, right? right? But because if we're not growing together yeah. in Christ, yeah. it's going to make it really, really yeah. difficult. Yeah. And so Kevin, um, I, I think Kevin has shared his testimony here before where he, he came to Christ last year mm-hmm. or 
was the, or two years ago now, right? Two years ago. Mm. In 21? Yeah, in 21, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And so Kevin and I began a friendship, but it was based on Christ. And I have nothing in common with Kevin outside of Christianity, and that is the, the biggest thing that we have in common, right? But as I kept uh, sharing with him Christ, I noticed that Kevin kept coming back. Mm -hmm. He kept coming back to want to know more, to know more about Christ, right? Mm -hmm. So God placed Kevin in my life, and I I shared with him what, what was given to me. Yeah. Yep. And so when you're looking for a friend, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to look for a Christian friend, right? Mm -hmm. You might find someone in college or you might find someone who is worldly. And that doesn't mean for you to be worldly, right? You continue to act like a Christian. But if that person keeps coming back mm -hmm. and, and they keep yep. you keep sharing Christ with them, mm -hmm. that is what we call a person of peace. Yeah. They mm -hmm. want to know more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and, and you continue to do that. And God may make your best friend be someone who right. began worldly. But you led them to Christ. Yeah. They grew. They're continuing to grow in Christ. And I can honestly attest to this as someone who has uh, seen my best friend, you know, grow in Christ. That is one of the biggest blessings yeah. that yeah. I have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just to yeah. see him, and this is gonna sound kind of creepy, right? But sometimes I sit in, I, I stand in the back, like when Jonah's crying or something. I stand mm -hmm. in the back, and I happen to glance over there, and just to see them raising their hands in worship yeah. yep. brings a joy to yeah, me that absolutely. I would have never thought. You yeah. know what? Mm -hmm. I would have never thought about that. Yeah. 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 But seeing them worship, it's it's a great joy, yeah. and I think that's what we should be looking yeah. for. Like I said, as, as you're going to a new school, as you're as you're you know growing in life. What are you looking for? Yep. Mm -hmm. What are you looking for? Yep. What, uh, I think we talked about it two weeks ago, but define the relationship. Like, what are you getting into this for? And I think that's kind of what Miguel's talking about. You know, if you were to pick a friend based on basketball and, you know, you're both on you're both on a team and you both play and you go both go to a basketball camp and then your friend breaks their leg and is in a wheelchair the rest of their life and can't play basketball. Well, all of a sudden there's a crippling to your relationship mm -hmm. because what you had a common thing is no longer. But if we use Christ and our faith as a foundation, suddenly there's an eternal thing to always base on. And like Miguel said, I'm encouraging my best friend to grow in the faith. Mm -hmm. They're encouraging me to grow in the faith. We grow yep. mutually and it can go on forever until, yep. well, forever. Yep. <laughs> yep. I think if, if, if you just keep God, and this is any relationship, marriage, friendship, keep God as the focal point. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? If you're both focused on God, okay, then all the other stuff will you know, come together, I, I think. Yep. Well, any last thoughts? Moo. <laughs> <laughs> Said the donkey, yes. Uh, <laughs> so today's considerable quote is from J.C. Ryle, and he says this, Let us seek friends that will stir up our prayers, our Bible reading, our use of time, and our mm -hmm. salvation. Uh, today's feature content, it's an oldie. This yeah, is like, that's, that's an yeah, old song. That's, a really that's old Friend one. of God by Felix Craig and Dean. I'm showing my age there. Uh, so go listen to that song. Uh, today's Charge Up Challenge. So I like to challenge you to write a note to a friend. Be intentional in this note and write encouraging things to them. Encourage them in their faith and their walk with God. And then commit to your friend in this letter that you'll be praying for them and you'll be there to support them. And I want to actually challenge you to give that letter. Um, this is about the most uncomfortable thing you could do. This is almost worse than this is uncomfortable. But this is literally what we mean by being a pastor, yeah. being a friend, being someone to graze upon. Let's break this stigma of we can't talk about spiritual things even though we're spiritual beings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that, that that's yeah. the... 
Such a trap. So, uh, trivia question. So, last week, the answer was B, 21 billion, which mm. is mind-blowing. That's how much Americans, or I, I guess Americans, I think that's Americans, how much people, I've spent at McDonald's at this point. People spend on <laughs> Valentine's Day every year. $21 billion. My goodness. goodness that is a lot of chalk hearts. Uh, mm. So, to this week's question is this. How many times is the word friend found in the mm. Bible? Mm. A, 99. B, 158. C, 268. Or D, 589. Tune in next week. We'll give you the answer to that question. Or uh, make sure to comment your your answer uh, below. Uh, we'd love to hear that. So uh, next week, uh, I'm actually really excited. So this is the first time we've ever done this. But next week, we're starting a not-so-brand-new series because we're actually bringing back mm-hmm. last year's series of Nuggets for Knowledge, uh, which is our March series last year. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. That was one of our most tuned-in series. Uh, so we're really excited. Miguel will be back at some point uh, for that um, right? I will. <laughs> it's like, I'm not I'll try to defend uh, as much next time. So anyhow, make sure to comment, like, share, subscribe below. Be sure to appreciate you being here. Until next time, I'll see you. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. I'll tell you a funny story. So I we used to live in Texas, mm-hmm. and we used to live not really at the border, but I mean we actually not really close to the border. But there was uh, <laughs> one of my biggest pet peeves is when like somebody who comes and speaks to me in Spanish, mm-hmm. like assuming that I don't speak English. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. this white man came in there oh, no. with a son, and he spoke to me in in in, in Spanish, um, and he spoke mm-hmm. really good Spanish, but still like I was offended. Do you understand what he said? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was real yeah, good. I was working in the, in the tire lube in the yeah. uh, in the Walmart, mm-hmm. and he asked me for a tire size, so I answered him in English. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, you're not gonna school me. Right? <laughs> you know, I speak English and I speak it very well, and so he looked at me. And so he asked me again in Spanish, do you have the tire size? <laughs> he didn't speak English. <laughs> <laughs> he was. <laughs> He was a Mennonite that only oh, spoke no. German and Spanish. <laughs> so, his son, so Harry, you are thinking he's being presumptuous, and you're the presumptuous one. It's like when you get in the wrong person's car. I can relate to this. You've heard that story, have you not? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>